Welcome to the We Like to Say We're Experts podcast, where we go over noteworthy news, pop culture, and everything in between. And now, your hosts, Evan and Nicole. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Wizarding World of We Like to Say We're Experts. We're here for another week. Uh, myself and my lovely co-host and wife, Nicole. Hi, I'm here. We're here. We're hosting. We're ready. We're going to kick off today with everyone's favorite segment, fun news stories that are not about the world burning down around us. Whoa, too real. Uh, but today's first thing, Evan, I think we talked about this and I think it's going to make you sad. They're remaking Hercules as a live action movie. If, if I may. You yes. might have to edit this out. This is my <laughs> initial response I had. <laughs> Why? Why are you... It was... Hercules is probably my favorite Disney movie, mostly because of Hades. I know. Do your Hades, Hades thing. Hey, hey <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared. For this. <laughs> hey, Hades, Lord of the Dead, how you doing? Uh, like Dennis Woods is so good as Hades, and I yeah. absolutely adore that movie. Like it's, it's really clever. I watched it a couple of months ago again on Disney Plus. Um, slight little plug if anybody wants to sponsor us, <laughs> Disney Plus. Um, but no, like, it's, it's really good. There's a lot of fun jokes. There's a ton of stuff I missed as a kid. Like all kids' movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, stuff like Meant for Adults, which is really funny. And, like, not that it's, like, a super deep plot or anything, but, you know, like, it's it's classic Disney movie. But the fact that they're re- going to remake this... Why? Like, it's, I... It's live action, too, right? I don't... Like, I, how what? are you going to have Hades live action with, like, his flame head or, like, the Pegasus? Because you can't have Dennis Woods. You think he's too old. And that's the only reason to watch this movie. Ugh. I just... I'm so sick of, like, live action remakes. There's only one that I saw that was good. I liked the Beauty and the Beast. Other than that, I have not wanted to see any of the other ones. Yeah, we saw Beauty and the Beast together. I actually really enjoyed it because I feel like that's a movie that you can do live action. You know what I mean? It's real people. Well, and the Beast, you know. (laughs) He's a a people too. He's a people in the end, yes. But I feel like that's enough of like a real world yeah. situation where you can like you know like um what's the, uh, the candle and the clock and everybody <laughs> like they can be animated these can be animated but it, it like that works yeah what's the in i forget what his name is but he's in hercules he's the little character that has the hooks oh danny devito but what's the character's uh, name the character is danny devito <laughs> No. I mean, he is a character upon himself. He is... I, I want to say his name starts with a P. But I can't remember. You can't do that. How are you going to do that? You're just going to dress up Danny DeVito? It's just going to be Danny DeVito. Honestly, the only way you could get me to see this movie, at least in theaters, because I might end up watching it out of curiosity, curiosity sake after the fact, would be if you had like Danny DeVito and James Woods... Somehow CGI. And Roger Bart, who's the famous voice actor that does um, Hercules. Oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, like, unless... I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. I'm I don't just, know. I'm just sad. they got to stop remaking stuff. I don't know why. They're probably like, yep, 25-year mark or so. Let's... Count uh, 1997. Was it 97? Yeah. I thought it was earlier. I remember yeah. seeing that movie with my mom at the theater absolutely loved it and then we went to the disney store afterwards because i love merch so you know how they say the only thing that's going to survive the apocalypse is cockroaches yeah well apparently the only thing that's going to survive this pandemic we're living in is blockbuster because the solo blockbuster that's still open in bend oregon 
is apparently doing really, really well because everyone is stuck at home watching movies. And I didn't even know there was a blockbuster still open. I knew there was only one left, but this raises more questions than I should have. If anything, this should have been the final nail in the coffin for it. Like, are they doing home delivery? Are... No, like, it's still... The store is still open. They're only allowing ten people in the store at the time. They have arrows on the floor that, like, show... It's, like, one way. Yeah, and you have to be, like, six people... Six feet apart. But I just thought it was funny that, like, this is surviving and thriving. Yeah. Maybe there's some movies that just aren't on streaming. I mean, not everything is on streaming. Like, you ever want that really obscure movie? Blockbuster. Uh... You ever really want to watch Johnny Depp's Ed Wood like I do and you can never find it on streaming? Sure. Blockbuster. Can't blockbuster. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But yeah, it's thriving. I loved going to Blockbuster as a kid. I remember we would go, when I say we, I don't mean you and I, but my parents and I would go as a kid. My dad would take me. I would rent like the same Disney movies over and over again until my parents finally relented and bought them. But it was like, I got a movie for the weekend. My parents got a movie for the weekend. We got popcorn. We got candy. It's an experience. No, I agree. I loved Blockbuster as a kid. I was really sad when they went out of business. Because my mom, like, same thing. My mom would take me. We'd, like, pick up a movie to watch, usually on, like, a Friday night. Have, like, a pizza movie night. Or, like, I'd go to rent a video game. And it was great because, like, I I think I finally, I rented Star Fox 64 about five times before she bought it for me. And was like, if you're going to rent this, like, every other week. Yeah, you might as well have it. I'm not going to keep paying, like, that's, the $7 or whatever. That's how it was with Little Mermaid. I would rent it all, like, literally every week. So my parents were just like, okay, we're going to buy it. Yeah. And I'm, I am kicking myself because when the one uh, near me closed down, they had, like, all of the games. Going at a business sale. Yeah, they were, like, all on sale. Huge markdowns. And I was looking at the N64 games and the GameCube had come out. And I was like, I'm never going to play these again. Idiot. Idiot, Evan, if you're hearing this somehow in the past, buy those games. <laughs> There's so many games you want. Buy Superman 64. It's really bad, but you wanted it. Buy uh, Mario, Yoshi, buy it all. I'm sorry. It's okay. One it's day one when we invent my... time travel, that's the first place we'll go it's in one Blockbuster. Of, one of my many regrets. Slight tangent. Two things to do with time travel. One, that Blockbuster. Two, buy Magic Cards from 1994. Why 1994? That's when the set came out, and that's where a lot of the really what valuable... What set came st- out? Uh, the, like the, the set. The set. <laughs> Alpha. The first. The OG. Okay. I, I, I learned, learned something, something today. Um, I mean, Blockbuster kind of like shot themselves in the foot when they didn't merge with Netflix. Didn't they, like, they were going to buy Netflix They're, or Netflix was going to buy them or ne- something? Netflix was like, please buy us for some low amount of money. And they were like, this is a fad. No this one's going to do happen. this. never going to happen, yeah. And then... Because that was back when Netflix, I remember, Netflix would, like... DVD only? Yeah, yeah, because I remember I had just graduated college and it was, like, when Netflix still had DVDs. And that's when I started watching Dexter because I didn't have Showtime. And, like, I would get the DVDs sent to my parents' house when I was living with them. And I'd watch them, like, on the DVD player downstairs. And, like, yeah, no. That's just such a relic of the past now. Like, what is a DVD? I don't watch DVDs. Yeah, I don't watch... I mean, like, I own some Blu-rays, mostly because they were bought for me. Shout out. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it. <laughs> but, yeah, I only... Like, the only things I have Blu-rays for are... Like, certain series you like really like. Batman, the animated series. Batman Beyond. I think everyone can see a trend here. <laughs> and then I bought a special edition of Turbo Kid on... Blu-ray. Yeah, like, I'm not saying it's bad to have them, but, like, they're just not as watched because no. of streaming. Yeah, like, 
This is gonna sound bad and lazy, but it takes more time to put a disc in than to just like go to the Netflix or Hulu app on my Xbox. And it's like, well, I, if I can watch, it's the immediate gratification, and it's also probably like gonna be as good as what I was gonna watch anyway. So I'm like, whatever, it's fine. And now with my new Xbox, I don't even have the Blu-ray. Oh yeah, we have slot. the digital only one. Yeah, now. we have the one S because my original uh, Xbox from 2014 died finally. Rip. Rest in peace. Rest. You had it for six years. Yeah. And we're like, oh, as long as it lasts until the new one comes out at the end of the year. And then like. That was, we said that in January and like in February it died. It died. I was like, okay. I was kind of mad. And then I was trying to not buy the expensive version out right now. I was like, Evan, just buy the digital one because the new one's going to come out. Like, why? I don't know. That's my thought. Exactly. Like, and you're right. So, well. We'll see. We'll survive. Yeah, we're gonna be okay. And we got we got all the apps. We're fine. We're good. So our last news story of the day is is a cat related story because it's a theme here. If we have a cat related news story, find we're gonna talk about it. And this one kind of hits close to home because it's about a couple who is quarantined, both working from home with their cat, and how their cat has become kind of annoying. So there's this couple. Hold on. <laughs> is this a story about us? It, it could be about us, uh, but it's not. It's about a couple named Andrew and Sheila. They have four cats and a dog, but one of their cats, Penelope, is really annoying. Always jumping on papers when they're trying to work at their desks or just like meowing during Zoom calls, you know, being really annoying. So the husband, Andrew, thought it would be funny if he wrote a fake HR letter to his cat, kind of being like, this is a notice of you being annoying. And I just wanted to read a little bit of it because Ben is also very annoying now that we're working from home. Um, he says, we value your contribution to the household, but you must demonstrate an immediate and permanent alteration to your workplace habits, or you may face more severe repercussion up to and including withholding of treats. I mean, that's <laughs> going to get any cat to listen if they understood people words. Why don't you describe to our audience what Ben does when you um. work? Ben should receive... You, you have an office upstairs, so let's... We should back this up for a second. So, like, we're both working from home, but you actually have a remote job before this started. So, yeah. like, you're, you've are you been living this longer than I have. Yeah, I started January 31st. And this so is, I've like, been... newer to me in, like, the past two months. Yeah, Ben is... Uh, he, he's a good cat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna you know, start off that we love him, and 95% of the time, he is legitimately the perfect cat. He's like a Garfield. But sometimes when I'm working... So now... Up in my office, he will come in while I'm on calls uh, and bite me in the leg to try to get my attention because he is a jealous Jenny. And whenever he hears, you know, me or Nicole talking to either each other or, you know, like... Like on a video call. On a video call from I'm on Xbox, he'll be like, hey, how about some of that attention from me, dude? Yeah. So, yeah, he'll, like, come up and bite and then... I've started, like, wrapping a blanket around my legs. Because it's also, like, 40 degrees and it's cold. And it's fine. And he, like, gets the hint. And he leaves. But he does this other thing. Which is he headbutts the bathroom door open upstairs. Because we have to replace the lock. It doesn't lock. Well, it has a lock, like a doorknob. But it doesn't, like, when you close it, it doesn't stay closed. Yeah, it's like the the door to the doorframe latch does not uh, keep it 
super sealed right. shut, so like you can push it open. And we can't replace it because we're in a quarantine. Yeah. So it's like we can go to Home Depot and be Don't like, lie, here's I'm a new knob. I'm sure there are some people that are using this time for yeah. their, uh, their home we're projects. We're not. We're going to wait until after the quarantine. That's right. I'm going to yeah. sit at home and wait this <laughs> then out. We'll, then we'll fix it. That's right. We well, are going to uh, we are gonna fix it because it's getting annoying. Yeah. It's mostly because Ben knows he's not supposed to be in there. Like, we keep everything... Like, in the cabinets and, like, under the sink where he can't get to Yeah, them, and he never shows interest in that stuff, but he knows he's not supposed to go in there. It, exactly. So, oftentimes, when he headbutts it open, he'll only do it to get my attention because I'll, like, stand up and come out in the hallway, and he's sitting in front of the door with it open a little bit and just looking at me like, hey. Hey. Let's party. And I'm hey. like, dude, come on. And it's gotten really bad where sometimes he'll do it, like, four or five, six times in a row. Last week, I was on a call, and Nicole even heard him do it from downstairs i could hear like just all of a sudden you hear like like the, yeah, the little, little yeah. sound Ugh. well we love our animals and they're probably just confused while we're here all the time that's right i mean i'm gonna get ben a, a notice from hr before this is all over i know we need to yeah we need to fix the door once the quarantine's over because you'll still be here and you shouldn't have to deal with that that's right i work from home baby it's great but if you want to see how adorable our cat is the other 95 percent of the time Ben has an Instagram, which is at Ben underscore the cozy tabby. And in the show notes of our podcast, I will leave a link if you want to see how adorable he is. He's actually playing with his avocado catnip toy about five feet away from us right now. So he's always in the vicinity. If you want to see our perfect, beautiful baby boy and how cozy he always is, feel free to check it out. Yeah, But we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about... A Netflix show that we watched called I'm Not Okay With This. Well, I think it's safe to say that high school was or is an awkward time for everybody. But you know what I'm glad I didn't have in high school? A RuneScape addiction? I mean, yes. <laughs> But a newfound superpower that I can't control called telekinesis. And that's the plot of the latest show that we watched on Netflix called I'm Not Okay With This, which is actually based on a graphic novel of the same name. So the show follows Sydney. She's the central character. She's 17 years old. And she, over the, I think it was seven episodes? It was like seven 20-minute episodes, yeah, I think. Yeah, seven, seven or so. Yeah. Uh, she slowly ha- notices it, A, discovers that she has ke- telekinetic powers, and B, is like learning how to control and not control them. Uh, and in her life, she has her best friend, Dina, her new fling slash friend, Stanley, uh, and her widowed mother and brother. So, I think... If I had to describe Sydney in a character to people that are, like, not watching this show and maybe we're thinking about it, uh, first of all, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about plot points that may be spoilery. But if you just want to hear my quick review, if you were to take Eleven from Stranger Things and mix her with Carrie from Stephen King, the Stephen King novel, you would get Sydney yeah. from this. That's a really good way of describing her, Because <laughs> she's, like, awkward teenager with new powers plus... Also semi-destructive from, like, Carrie. Like, you definitely feel the Carrie inspiration Yeah, in yeah. this show, especially in the final I was, episode. Yeah, I was just going to say, as we'll get to it, definitely in the last episode. Yeah. But I thought this was a really interesting show. Yeah. I liked it more. Uh, uh, admittedly, going in after seeing the first episode, I was like, what's this? I don't know if I like it. But it 
it, it swayed me, turned me around. Yeah. Um, so like I said, she lives with her, her mom. Her dad had passed away. As everything we review apparently on this show now, the dads are just not in the picture. It's not even animated movies anymore. It's just everything. Um, her dad had unfortunately committed suicide about, I think it was over a year before this show started taking place. So the central world of the show is Sydney's in high school and as she's feeling anxious, as she's getting angry, she notices like things shaking around her. She's able to like focus herself, focus her powers on like a stop sign. It flies out of the way. Uh, when was like her first blow up of her powers, her, Evan? Like a really big blow up? Yeah. I would say it was after the party. Yeah. Right? She's like at this party and... Typical high school party. You know, typical. Everybody's drinking. She was asked to prom and she was like, eh. And she has a huge crush on her friend, Dina. Dina. Yeah. And Dina got in a fight with her boyfriend, Brad? I think that's his, I think name. his name. Yeah. He looks like a He's Brad. a Brad. Um, no offense to any Brads listening to the show, but... <laughs> There are some names that are pigeonholed as jobs. <laughs> uh, so she's like trying to comfort Dina, and then she ends up kissing Dina, mm-hmm. and Dina's like, "What? What? Yeah." And Sydney's like, in her head, she's like, "I've wanted this for a while," and then her body's like, "Oh no, what did I do?" So yeah. she runs away, and then she like gets in the middle of this forest near the house and like screams, and then like destroys a bunch of trees. Yeah, they just like, like move. Just like telekinetic bubble going outward just like bloop yeah uh and of course when this happens she finds out she's not alone because who's driving their car down this road at the same time but is her fling slash friend stanley who then runs into the forest and was like what the fuck was that (laughs) and she was like oh it was like this when i found it he was like no 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 like i just saw you move these trees with your mind he's like no fam that's not how i've seen this happen so he kind of wants to take her under his wing and become like her mentor. So uh, I think he works at a bowling alley. So he invites her to the bowling alley so she can like move the balls with her mind and like learn how to control it. But high school is already the worst time, you know, of most people's lives because you have like anxiety, puberty, hormones, casual existential crisis. Yes, exactly. So she's not handling it well and kind of over the seven episodes. It gets worse and worse, but nothing like the final episode. Then why don't you set the scene for us in this final episode? <clears throat> the scene. <laughs> episode seven. Finale. Uh, <laughs> they're going to... No, is it Honeymoon? No. Uh, homecoming. Yeah. It's, home, it's the Homecoming dance. <laughs> Where did you get Honeymoon? I don't know. I thought prom, and then I tried to think of, oh, that other thing. Homestead? No. Honeymoon. Sure. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. Doing great. <laughs> Me, I haven't, I haven't finished my second cup of coffee today. I'm fine. Uh, so they're they're going to homecoming, and uh, Sydney had told Dina that Dina's boyfriend Brad cheated on her because he did. He did. And He's a total they, scumbag. They caught him doing it, mm-hmm. so it's like factual. Uh, Brad had gotten a hold of Sydney's journal that Oops. her. Uh, psychiatrist at school said yeah, she should write everything down. Yeah, like the social with. worker at school. And that's like been a like kept a document of pretty much everything. She like legit writes everything down in it, which is I good have and bad. powers. I love Dina. Ex- exactly. <laughs> like I love Dina. Fine high school stuff. I have powers. What? So that's not great. And then in the middle of the dance, Brad. 
At first, I thought he was drunk, but he was just, like, that guy that takes the mic and for some reason nobody stops him. Yeah, like, the like, nobody cared. They're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, nobody gave a shit, and he's just, like, walking through the crowd, and I'm like, is nobody really gonna, like, cut this jackass off? So nope. he's, like, starting to talk about how, like, terrible Sydney is, and then he takes the book out, and he starts uh. reading from it. Sydney does an, uh-oh, stinky panic, <laughs> and, uh... Legit makes his head explode. Like, like, it all happens so fast. Blood everywhere. Yeah. That's why, like, it reminded me of Carrie, because if you've seen Carrie, like, the blood gets dumped on her at the homecoming and, like, her dress. So, like, when the head blows off of Brad and she gets, like, blood everywhere because he's right in front of her, it was very Carrie. Yeah, no, like, peak Carrie. Yeah. So then she, of course, everyone's leaving the school. Like, I don't think, again, like, we won't probably know until the second season. I don't think people are putting two and two together that it was Sydney. I think people are like, did he have a bomb? Was it a gun? Yeah, they're like, like, why did his head explode? Yeah, I don't think, like, the immediate thought, because, like, she runs out of school and no one really seems to, like, be following Every, her. Everybody's just panicking, yeah. which, like, makes sense. Yeah, so she, like, runs back into the woods. She goes up this... Like a water tower or Yeah, something? kind of. Almost like a like a wooden... It's, like, one of those things that you see in, like, on the mountains. You, like, you climb up these wood stairs and it's, like, a lookout. Yeah. yeah I don't know what the proper word is for it, but she goes up there... She's freaking out, and all of a sudden this shadowy figure comes and basically is like, you're not alone. This is the start. Yeah, it's like you're like you're ready to begin. Yep. It's like, what? And that's how the series ends. And you're like, well, that went from zero to 60 yeah. real fast. And there's, there's a couple of points I want to make real quick here. They kind of alluded to Brad's head exploding in the second episode. Because you see her running bloody. Well, not even oh. not even that. Oh. When Sydney like first gets her powers, and like when Brad and Dina were still like in an okay part of their relationship, Sydney wasn't happy with it and made Brad's nose bleed. And it's oh, like foreshadowing that I missed. Yeah, and then that's like it was it was a very small, very quick moment. Yeah, and then um, the guy, the spooky man that shows up at the end, is like ready to begin. He's seen in the end of one episode at least and is like part of the plot of like the sixth episode yeah but they never like you never see him and he never speaks before the very very end and it's like really assumed that he's out to get sydney but now it appears that is not the he's case. like working with sydney yeah, or wants to, to work with her trying to help her with her powers maybe maybe he has spooky power i mean i think he does have spooky yeah powers but yeah. I liked it. I definitely want more. Like, I'm ready for season two. I don't know if it officially got renewed or not, so I we'll have to so. keep an eye out for that, but... I think it's a really good balance of, like, typical teen problems and then coupling that with, I can make people's heads explode. Yeah. Pretty much. It's, like, a mixture. It just, I don't know. It's very realistic of, like, the teenage life minus the telekinetic powers. Yeah. If I had to describe it in a brief sentence, it is the good kind of quirky that I like in a show. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think that's all that we have for today, but Evan, would you like to let people know what we are reviewing next week? Absolutely. So if you enjoyed this review and some of our others, we have a real treat for you, uh, you fine folks, next week. We're going to be reviewing Devs, which is a FX original, I believe. That yeah, it's like a sci-fi show. It is a fun sci-fi show with no bacon, but starring that Parks and Rec guy yeah. everybody loves. Did I get that show yeah. right? I couldn't remember what show <laughs> it was in at first. Um, so yeah, we're going to be going over that next week. It's another little mini-series, so it's self-contained, and uh, we'll uh, let you all know what we think. Yeah. Well, that's it, everyone. And like always, enjoy the rest of your week. 
Thanks for listening to our show. Make sure to like our Facebook page through our link in the show notes or by searching We Like to Say We're Experts on Facebook. See you next time.